Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Silent Ron's back. Hello. Carl's back. What up? Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Medium-sized Mike's back. How you doing? (laughs) Bob, would you like to read our Bible verse for us this week? Sure. I'm going to read Luke chapter 14, verse 26. This is the NIV version. And it says... If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. So there's a series of changes, chain of events, kind of, for me personally. It started with a text and then... We talked about it at men's group, and then we had a sermon about it, and then we talked a little bit about it at connect group. So it was like, oh, well, we probably should talk about that. And it was like, don't quit. That was actually the name of the sermon, but... I kind of was going through the rough patch and like giving up, I guess, which I guess would be another nicer way of saying don't quit. <laughs> but, and I, and it took all those things to happen in succession like that. And then how the sermon was presented. For me to realize that that was me. Like, I'm always, or I try to be, the person to encourage not to quit or not to give up. And then all those things was like, huh, yeah, I've done that. Huh, I've done that. Because there's been plenty of sermons where I'm like, okay, I'm, this part might be a little gray area, but I'm okay. I'm kind of okay on that one too. Nope, there it is. There's the there's what I needed, but this one was me straight out of the gate. Yeah. Like from, hey, how's it going? To ending prayer and we're out. Like, yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, the sermon also went over that that same verse, mm-hmm. and it was hard to not only hear but grasp because when you just read through it and then you realize those are red letters you know and uh, to me obviously and I and I think it's the way it's supposed to be but when it's something Jesus is saying you take a little more serious so then to hear those words you're like wait a minute wait is it am I reading that right am I am I am I hearing that right you know um, and stuff it makes it, it makes it more difficult mm-hmm. and it, you go through it you know and you're like well yeah I'm good on one of them yeah I, before Christ I hated my life you know because I was so miserable and I was trying to make others miserable or, or all of these things but it's like wait but it, again if you take it in the literal sense and not know the context and where it's trying to go to be like wait hate for mother and father and brothers and sisters and the wife and kids hold on wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> you know yeah. it, it, again when you hear that literal sense of it you're like 
uh, did I drink the Kool-Aid or something? You know, and is this really what it's supposed to be about? But again, if you walk away with just that and only hearing that, then I could see, I could see myself having an issue. Well, you missed the point if you'd done that. Right. I mean, for real. Oh, yeah. Because the point of the verse is, is not to literally hate your mother and father or your children, your wife. The point of the verse is, is to love Jesus more right. than them because right. he's the one who comes to save us. He's the one. Yeah. He's our king of kings, you know, and he doesn't literally want us to hate them. Right. No, that'd be in conflict with the Father's commandments. Exactly. He didn't do that. No. He wants, you know, like I said, he wants us to, to put him first. Mm-hmm. Preeminence. Preeminence, yes. No. You know, we put him first in everything, and then the rest of it falls in place. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's that's the, of course, we kind of cherry-picked that verse out of context, too. So, yeah. you right. know, so we really need to emphasize that don't literally hate your family right. or hate your mother Correct. or your father. And that's what, that's what I'm getting at is no, just take it in the literal sense. Right. Just make sure you're diving in and finding what it's supposed to mean and what the backstory is and what, you know, as opposed to, again, just being black and white. Yeah. It, will, it goes back to what you said last week about the lampstand. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that stuck in my head, and I literally dove into that and was looking at that, you know, uh, he says, yes, he, he will come take our lampstand, but the reason that is, is he wants us to go back to our first love. Exactly. Which is him. Is He wants us to be back to where we was at when we first got saved. Yep. You know. It's about fixing your relationship with him yes, individually. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and, and man, that just, uh, that really hit home because here lately I've I've kind of been slacking on that, you know. I've been and, working for about a week. Yeah, I mean, just you know, I, I'm not. Of course, I posted, I posted my struggle on, like everybody else did. You know, uh, man, I've been struggling with not letting the old man back out, and it's been rearing up hard for the last few weeks. I mean, it just, uh, you know, things, things is coming about that, that my old nature keeps wanting to come back out, wanting to come back out. And I got to put him at bay all the time, you know. And and I know, you know. And I am I not praying enough? Am I not in the, in God's word enough? Am I not reading the Bible enough? You know. Am I not trusting enough? That yeah. you know that those questions I've got, yeah. you know, to myself. Right. Right. You know, yeah. I gotta you know I gotta put myself in check so I can get back because it's it's buried on my mind to get back to that first love well, to be yeah. fair I think probably everybody should have those same questions because I have them right now mm-hmm. like I said this last week has been rough with me Saturday we had men's group after that I talked to Mike outside and like you said I, I want we're supposed to get back to where we first loved him and all that and I still love him don't get me wrong I don't hate well, I do him. too but, but I mean where I was when I first to right now I've been struggling, like I said, for about a week. I feel like I'm not, like Carl said a long time ago, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing something that I probably should be doing. I, I just feel, you know, I go home and I do for my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and like Mike was telling me the other day, he's like, well, it's the same thing for doing for God. But see, the difference is 
you don't really see it when you're doing it for God. Like if I was doing it for my wife and she'd be happy, you see it. So I'm, that's where I'm at my struggle here. You know, I want to do it for God. I'm trying to do it for God. But the, I, I guess it's that reassurance thing. But yet yeah. you only see it when he's ready for you to see that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's like a uh, if I'm being a little selfish about it or something, and I'm wanting to see it now. But I need to get myself back to where I was. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not happy or nothing. It just seems like I'm so overwhelmed yeah. that I can't focus on and like I said on Saturday it's kind of like you're kind of over the honeymoon stage now right you know what I mean so I think that when you're new with Christ and you first start walking with Christ you're in this like I always used to say I, I want to get back to where I was kind of blissfully unaware so I was blissfully unaware of the behind the scenes crud of church you know the 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 politicking, the favoritism, the any of these things that I saw, I wanted to be back to where I was totally unaware of it. It was just happy go lucky, everything was good and fine. But you can't because you don't further your relationship and you don't further your walk because you need to get to a point to where you can put that stuff aside and just worry about Christ. Right. Well, and also. Also, getting to a point where you can see past the bad behavior to the person behind it. Right, yeah. That's really where he wants us to be because, you know, there is a honeymoon stage, but there shouldn't be. Right. as a character flaw. You know what I mean? We, we, we shouldn't be there, and yeah. he's got he's to correct that character, and the truth is the only way that he can do that is to put us through difficulty or that hard road mm-hmm. like you had presented this episode on so that it can be revealed to us so we know what to surrender to him. You know what I mean? So we know what action steps we need to take on our end to correct the issues that he's revealing to us. And he'll do it incrementally. Like if he did it all at once, it, like you said, you want to know everything right now, and so do I, but it would be so overwhelming. Yeah. I think it would just break us. You know what I mean? And not in a good way. Yeah, it, it would mm-hmm. drive you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, I always said once, I, once the gathering was done that I didn't want to be in the politics of the church again. Well... Apparently, God wants me in the politics of the church because I'm back, you know. He needs people I mean, in the politics of the church that aren't corrupt. Well, that's <laughs> true. Usually those are the you ones know, that don't and, want to be there. That's, that's where I was going with it, you know. Sorry. No, you're fine. It just, uh, it's just, you know, he apparently needs us there that, or he wouldn't have set us in that position. Right. You know, it just, but I always, I mean, you know, and I get to thinking, why would you want, a guy like me in that position knowing how I was before. Because you can reach a guy like me? <laughs> or me. Right, but what I'm saying is, that I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about the, the greediness part of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's the, and I, that's, what, that's where I struggle the most, mm-hmm. is where the old man comes back out. Right. Is you know that that greediness tries to come back out, and when it does, then I just try to give more to get rid of it, you know. Right. And and I know who it is. I know who's doing it, and why he's doing it. But it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
Everybody has a wrestling match within oh, themselves. You know what I mean? I know Anybody, what some people do a really good job of putting on a good front, a good show, but they're wrestling with something. Or if they're not wrestling with something, they're probably totally unrepentant, and that's yeah. a problem. That's a much deeper problem than struggling with it wrestling. Very much so, yes. Yeah, I guess uh, I'd rather struggle every day than I would to be unrepentant. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I'm at, struggling. It's, yeah. it's like... And it, it breaks again, you down. Oh yeah, yeah. It breaks you down, and it's like, man, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, my wife's like, "Well, what's wrong?" I was like, "Well, I don't really know what it is." Right. I was like, "I know where I was. I know where I want to be, but it just doesn't feel like I'm there right, right. now." It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's like I hit a a piece of ice and I'm sliding down. And I don't know how to stop. Can't put the brakes on. Yeah, yeah. I, Somewhere there's got to be a stopping point or I'm going to just crash. Yeah. It's a season. It is. It's a season. And, you know, when when there's something in us that he wants to purify, it's not fun. It's it's not going to be a happy, joyful time, really. And I hate to say that, but it's just not going to be. It's going to be tough. It's a a valley. It's called a valley for a reason. Um, I've just been trying to figure out what to do personally to get myself back to that point so that you know I can reflect that you know what I mean yeah. maybe that's the air in perspective though because like if we're trying to get back to a point he, he's taking us to a different point and like we, we, we always look back at these markers I was really happy then everything was great then yeah. I think mm-hmm. but if, if the most high is trying to get you to a higher level you've got to stop resisting him and trying to go back to a place where you were happier does that make sense? You know, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. surrender to let him take you to where he's leading you. Yeah, we, we're not supposed to go backwards. We're always supposed to step forward. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, is is that lampstand, you know, not really, it doesn't proverbially say go, it does say go back to the way you was. But it's saying you need to change your ways and be like that again. Right. It does not, you know, it doesn't again, I don't literally mean literal. to go backwards. Yeah, it's, it's not a position to go back, but it, it, it absolutely, to get that uh, yes. first emotional. That, yes. That I just want to stay calm. Yeah. I don't really say mean when I say go back to where I was. I don't really mean it. I just want the constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Right. I want the constant. Yep. But and the, I and get I think, it. And I get it. There's going to be highs and lows. Right. And I think that's what Carl's saying is this is just a season. Yeah of your life and hopefully you by the stories that you're hearing and and everything you can see that it's not that it's never going to happen again you know because you have ronnie going through some stuff me carl struggling with stuff you know bob struggling with stuff to where it's like you're talking all different aspects and points in a walk but still coming back to some stuff to where it's again it's a season you know just like Ecclesiastes been, been telling us in yeah. our a small group, you know, um, that there are seasons for everything, and it's just a matter of keeping your faith strong, like we had talked about. And again, because that's that's a, the because I used to be all about the I want to see it now. You know, if I if I'm talking to this this person about church, okay, I want to I want to see them in church this week. Or I want to see them at men's group this week. Or I want to see, you know, I want to see it now. I want to see it now. Not realizing that that's not even what any of it's about. It's about planting those mustard seeds. And it's about, it may not be because of what I said, but that might have been the first time they heard something. Or even if it's not, 
you know, it doesn't even matter because it's not about me and it's not about what I did or anything. It's just about helping along that walk, yeah. maybe. See, I've been uh, the last the last couple three weeks. I've been struggling so hard that if I see somebody in my shop that I know has some kind of medical condition, I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? You know, because I need to glorify God some way, somehow, to to keep yeah. them struggles out. Yeah. So I, you know, and I've been trying to do that. If I see somebody that looks like they need prayer, I'm like, hey, let me pray for you. Well, I yeah. started doing what? Uh, what? Oh, correct. I'm I'm sorry for this, but what's Bobby's husband's name? Oh, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. I I started doing what he does every morning. You know, maybe hoping. You know, so when I get up, I I, I prayed today. I, actually, I just started this morning. I prayed for the help to get through the day. You know, like if something comes my way, help me to, you know, control myself and go through it, you know, patiently and all that good jazz and just get through the day. Because it was an overwhelming day for me today. It's, it's so weird how it happens more often than I thought oh, yeah. it did. No, I... Well, because then I have to turn the radio down. I want to stop everything, you know. Mm-hmm. That way I can hear what I'm saying. Well, and that's really what that verse is about. Like, we need to remember that's not an all-inclusive list he's given there, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it's about idolatry. Mm-hmm. Anything that, that, that you put ahead of the Most High is an idol. Yep. And it's, it's a, a distraction. We call yeah. it a distraction, but it's really an idol. Like, I had lots of my life, I still do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's trying to get us to, like, Gideon, like we talked about the Bible study that only Bob comes to anymore. <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, yeah, I felt that. <laughs> Gideon had to go home and pull down the household. I, I guess he's probably yeah. throwing that at me, too. Right? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I was thinking kind of, that was <laughs> Before he could use Gideon more, he had him go home to pull down his household idol. Grind it to powder and then build an altar to Yahweh on top of it. It was about commitment. It was about him showing that nothing was preeminent over and above the Most High in Gideon's life. And that's probably, I think, any struggle. He's trying to reveal an idol in our life or in our heart. Well, if this is a test right now, it's rough. It's a test, I guarantee it. He's refining you somehow. You just got to let him do his work. I'm, I'm trying not to, you know bring it in my house because my wife is on her own you know and I don't want to disrupt that you know so this is just one of those things where me and him gotta (laughs) (laughs) duke it out I guess well but also don't 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 hesitate to take it to her I mean because if you're struggling she needs to be able to see that too well that's what she asked that Sunday when you came back on that song that song started I was like oh man Yep. And then no sooner I said that in my mind, here you come back to pray. And then when you go back, my wife leans over and says, is there a reason for that? <laughs> I was like, yes. And she didn't ask me what, but and I haven't told her. But still, yeah. I guess she'll know now. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's out of the bag now. Well, that's assuming she listens. She does. <laughs> she does. But it, and. Yeah, I think I think that that's something too that that we as men don't do a lot of is being vulnerable with our wives and letting them know that we're struggling with something spiritually. You know, 
because sometimes, um, or period. I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be spiritually. It could sure. be period. Sure. I, I mean, a tough guy face, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm oh, I know. Like, I used to not say anything about anything I was feeling spiritually because I thought, you know, oh, I knew at that point my wife was, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of me in it, and she was the one that was leading our family. So it was like, how am I going to say I'm doing? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and, and stuff. And um, but I think that opening up and having somebody to talk to that knows you better than anybody besides God, you know. Was, I was just so yeah. Used they to, give you the blunt truth, won't they? Oh yeah, whether you want it or not. Right. <laughs> I was just so used to doing everything. Yeah. Taking care of everything. I don't. Right. I guess I'm still at that point where I don't want to. You know, my wife is in on her walk. We're in the walk. Mm-hmm. But yet, I don't want to divert her because of my diversion. Right. You know what I mean? That's leading you to self-isolation. Though. Like spiritual self-isolation mm-hmm. is exactly what the enemy wants. Us. That's a dangerous, dangerous yeah. place to be. Trust me. Yeah. I walked that road for years, and uh, if I could go back and undo the things I did, I would. We yeah, started. We started talking last night. I was like, Karen, I think a lot. maybe, yeah. uh, maybe we ought to start. I I suggested it last night. Maybe we ought to start reading the Bible together and uh, doing a little more, you know, stuff, spiritual stuff together and stuff, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can build off of that and. Hopefully that gets me, you know, I'm not going to say back on the path because I don't feel like I've no. veered. It's just. there's a Yeah, there's a difference between feeling something spiritually and reverting back to who you were. Because like we've talked about with everybody here, if you revert back to, to who you were, you wouldn't care about any of this. You wouldn't care that you're feeling this way. So you're already a, a, a a step ahead of that, if you will, because of God and his His presence in your life. So it's not that, and I don't think anybody would really, unless they, I mean, I think everybody here, would, if you were falling off somehow, then it would be a different, you know, different, different story. It would be a different conversation you can hear. You know, because then it would be like, bro, we're worried. You know, what's well, going that's on? Like what's, you, Bob you know what asked I mean? me yesterday, he goes, are you okay? And I was like, no, he goes, uh, you but, want me to lie to you? Oh, that's you? right. You want me to lie to you? Tell I'm you like, the truth. Tell me the truth. Yeah. And I said, no. Right. But and that's what, but he didn't go any further, so I just left but, it at yeah, that. But that's I what this is about. Yeah. I mean, this that's what this is about. Because sometimes Bob needs a couple of guys to say something to him and not let him get off the hook with, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Mike needs that. I'm sure Carl needs that. We all know Ronnie needs I mean, no. Wow! <laughs> you busted, yeah. No, I'm but, prone. I'm prone you know. to tell you I'm fine. No, right. every time. Oh yeah. Tell you I'm good. Sorry. No yeah. worries. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Right. It's tough to break out of because that. Because it's, it's and I, you know, I know I sometimes do this, but like, God will send you a text but, from him. And that's just a missed phone call from him. Oh, yeah. Once, once yeah, again, it's, it's that it's that idea of being on your own for so long. It's hard to open yourself up, right? Well, Sometimes when you when you've had lip service you know, almost your whole life too to say have people say you're not alone, but then when they show it, they're not what, there. What might even be the smallest way that they're there for you? It's huge. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, but I've had it, uh, and it's so opposite. awkward because you're like, oh, wait, somebody means it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a lesson too to, to always be attentive, to be an encourager, 
to be to be there for other people and to not to not be that person that's just they pretend like they're listening, but it's like in one ear out the other, and they don't really hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That hurts. No, oh, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. That's so destructive, and it just pushes you right back in your bubble. Yep, right yeah. where the enemy wants you. Be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it might not be your moment, but you need to be in the moment because yeah. it might be a huge moment for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah something that's so insignificant to you might be huge mm-hmm. to the person. Right. You know, like guess that's something that Micah says a lot. If you feel an urge to send something simple like a text message, do it. You know, because, like, that may seem, like, so minor and insignificant to you, but that person it might be everything. Yeah, it, I remember I was swirling. I may was, stop them from doing something that they've uh, been thinking about doing. Exactly. I remember, I remember when I was swirling real bad, thinking that he had abandoned me entirely. Like, right when I pray, I, I prayed, I'm like, I need something. I need, you to, I, need you to, I need you to show me you're here. And it wasn't just a few minutes later, I got a messenger message from somebody I, I, I barely know. I've never met face-to-face. And they were like, the Spirit, I was praying, the Spirit told me I needed to send you this message. And sent me a message, I'm not going to say what it was, but it was like exactly what I was praying for. Right. On the on the button, exactly what I was praying for. If she had ignored that and not and not heeded that that prodding, I don't know, man. Because right. that was my lifeline in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard. Those seasons are tough. There's a saying that I like. It's I'm, just overwhelming. Is it, is. it is. Yeah. Because not all, not only do you got that going on, you got your everyday life going on as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm always busy. If if I ain't doing something, there's probably something. <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I try to give myself time, but it just seems like there's never enough time in the day for me to take a break. You know. You got to make time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, they say. I, but here's the thing. It's easier said than done. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, you, know, you make time for to eat. You make time to go to the bathroom. You make you time know, for other stuff. Because I preach it to certain people, too. It's the same thing. you know, you got to make time for it. And then here I am, you know, even if it's your, choking on my own words. Even uh-huh. if it's your long commute from work to your house, <laughs> that's still time to talk to God. Well, and here's the thing: you can you can be busy and still have him at the forefront of your mind. Sure, you can. You know what I mean? Like that's really what he's after. You don't have to like stop and kneel and close your eyes to have him at the forefront and have a have an ongoing discussion with him in your mind and just just have that that endless, infinite, ongoing relationship with him. And you know, doesn't have to hit the pause button because you're right. And that's where you know you're fine. That's where he comes in and says he wants you to continually pray. That's keeping him forefront on your mind. That's how you continually pray. Exactly. Just talking to him. I mean, you know, just like we're sitting here talking, that's exactly what he wants. He doesn't want you. I mean, he does. We're supposed to bow down to him, you know, and kneel. But he's all, he also wants us to just talk to him. Uh-huh. I know the, the sermon we heard hit us all differently, with the exception of you, sir. You know where we're going with right in this, like just talking about it. I just want to clarify: I didn't hear the sermon. It's not yeah. that I'm like, no. oh, that was a that was a crap lousy. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of that. <laughs> I don't want the listeners to think. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like Cole. That's, no, that's no, not what this is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, we had all talked afterwards and said that it was about us in some way, but just like. 
everything else, it was from a different point of view, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. somebody I talked to uh, last night, and I just broke one of my podcast rules of putting a time and date stamp on it. But <laughs> time of recording, instead that phrase. Yeah, as of recording. Um, what it said to them was about how they were going back and reaching out to somebody and reaching out to somebody and reaching out to somebody and wasn't getting the results that they thought and they thought about giving up and quitting reaching out. Like, to me, unpopular belief here, I always thought I was a good listener and then could talk and then help. I think I quit listening and talked more along other things, but and I know Mike, you said it meant something to you. Ron, you said it meant something different to you. Bob, I know you said it meant something completely different to you. It was we, just, all, we all said it, he was talking about us in one yeah. form of you know, in one form, right. you know, no, he was talking to me. No, sir, he was talking to me. <laughs> yeah. It was all up in my crawl. <laughs> you know, and, it was, and it was hard. I mean, it was hard. And I, your son was across the road from me when we came in yesterday morning. And he uh, he was like, just know he's going to get in your business. Just know it. And I was like, oh, thanks for the warning. Yeah. You know, it's stuff. And then walked out my wife and I just like we do every every Sunday talking about it afterwards what you think she's just like little Bob tried to warn us <laughs> should have stayed out today <laughs> you know should have called this one in <laughs> but you know <laughs> but it was true I mean because like like Ron had said we had talked about some of that the day before that was hitting him hard you know so a song came on that talked a little bit about that and it got in my heart that I needed to go talk to him and pray with him. And then to hear the sermon, I'm like, oh man. Like, first off, I'm like, this is same same stuff. Yeah. Same stuff. I'm like, Ron may not come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it wasn't it wasn't 30 seconds in, all of a sudden I'm like, oh yep. wait, this is me. Well, I'm Bro, telling he's you. He's not talking about Ron. Y'all really want to know how I know the sermon was for me? It's because yesterday was the fourth Sunday and I was not in kid church. Mm. I was in regular church. Yep. So, I know I had no. He wanted me to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he said the sermon was about don't quit, I was like, oh, (laughs) here it comes. (laughs) Here it comes. This is going to hit me. But we all needed to hear it. Oh, yeah. And I know you, not sermon-wise, but, like, you've needed to hear hard things, too. Oh, yeah. But it's just so weird how it always happens like that. You talk about it on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then bam, it's the sermon the next day. It's oh, like, yeah. Well, it's just like, what's going on? Carl sent me the text, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't know. It wasn't the reason why he thought he needed to send me the text. Mm-hmm. But. But see, the best part about that is, is, is that that just confirms that God's got us unified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because we talked about that last night at Small Group, too, because we're going through Ecclesiastics. And so we hit this one, and it's talking about the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like, 
Yeah. I got it the here's, first three times. Here's God working again because take seven yeah. Mother's Day and graduations, our group skipped two weeks and, you know, waited on that. You know, so uh, what is that other than God? What is that other than God's work to say, this is waiting for this because this is when it needs to come out. This is when it needs to hit. There's a time for it to be and it wasn't that time. Right. Probably could have possibly fallen, fallen on completely deaf ears if it would have been two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it was everybody that was there. I mean, we had a smaller, small group, but it was still it was like, oh my goodness, this is, yeah. you know, the sermon, now this, and that, you know, so it's amazing. And I sent the text the hard road instead of don't quit or whatever, but that, I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Same difference. Yeah. Right, like it's the hard road that makes us want to quit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it, I, I don't know, I don't know where it came about, or who brought it up. Like the first person that was like, "Oh, to give out that perception of if you come to Christ, everything's flowers and rainbows and whatever." Because yeah, they wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I just want to be like, are you Christian? Because, right. yeah. <laughs> do you know what it means? He doesn't guarantee right. an easy walk. Mm-hmm. And he tells you that, that you're going to be persecuted for his name's sake. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. You know, and right. it's it's happening more and more every day. Every, every day, people are getting persecuted for his name's sake. You know what? Right. I'll take that over the other any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hard before I came back. It's three times as hard now <laughs> that I'm here. Yep. Yeah. It's that accountability. Factor. I know. Because when, it, again, when you're accountable and, to God, and it, and it and you mean it, it is such a game changer. It is such a game changer because it's anything and everything he already knows. Because before it was I mean, all about Ron. Yeah. You know. Thanks. No. This Ron. <laughs> oh. Without the all, all about, yeah. All about <laughs> this Ron, getting what I need, getting what I need to get done. Making that dollar, making that money, so I can do this and that and this and that. And now it's it's just like all about doing for others, and it's still very very overwhelming either way. Mm-hmm. And it just it will work. It'll get to the point where it just knocks you down. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go through burnout either. No. Yeah, yeah. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. But, I guess what Elijah dealt with. Yeah. After he took the incident with the priest of Baal, mm-hmm. and he was, he was real frustrated. You know what I mean? That's when when the Most High led him out into, into the wilderness and led him to to Mount Sinai and or Oreb. Same thing, I guess. Because he just he was done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was burnout. It was high stress, anxiety, burnout. You know, it, it, burnout's real because I've been there. I've been there. On that burnout road, mm-hmm. and then you, then once you get burnt out, you tell yourself, "Oh no, you need to keep going because that's what God wants you to do." But yet, God's in the same motion; He's telling you, "Well, you need to stop." Yeah, or you keep going because you're afraid if it stops, if it gets burnt out, then you won't ever be able to light it back. It's true. Well, and that's something that we should learn from that Elijah account is that when Elijah was struggling with that. What did what did God do with him? He didn't tell him to keep going, toughen up. You know what I mean? Just just keep on preaching. You know, 
Jesus said he to say, suck it up, buttercup? I thought that was somewhere else. I, no? I, I, I don't think that's biblical. He took him off so that Elijah was just with him yeah. in the most high. It was just the two of them. Yeah. He fed him, he had him take a nap, and then he brought him to a place where he could hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's not he was hangry. To keep going. <laughs> right? Maybe a little bit. I get there. He needed a Snickers. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> acting <laughs> like himself. So God gave Stopped him a Snickers. Stopped acting like Betty White. Right. I think also four years in now, three years in, however long it's been of actually following for me, if the sermon that we heard might have had the reverse effect on early me. Yeah, that probably would be. Been like check. Yeah. Or it would have just flew right over, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know why Cole was talking about Mike like that." Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. When that kind of goes back to what you were saying, Absolutely. Ron, about you know you want to know now, and I do too. I'm not I'm not singling you out. You're just the one that said it out loud. But we want to know right now. But God knows when it's going to have the maximum impact He needs it to have on us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why he waits. That's why he puts us in the waiting room and has us go through that struggle until we get to that moment where what he tells us and what he reveals to us actually clicks for us. That's why so, patience is my fruit, fruit, of the spirit. fruit that I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky because you're only working on one. Oops. Oh, no. I'm sure. I'm sure that. I got patience under control right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're going to get yeah. hit tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, if you're working on one, you're working on all of them. Yeah. I think maybe a better way to think of that is it's one fruit with multiple manifestations. Yeah. yeah. So if, if if you're struggling in one area, it's, it's, it's the totality you're struggling with. It's yes. just what you're yeah. noticing at the time. Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we beat each other up enough. Uh, I feel better than what I felt when I walked in. I'll tell you. I feel like I went nine rounds with Tyson and Right? (laughs) Because my plan was like I wrestled with God because my hips hurt. (laughs) My hip was was killing me this morning. I don't know why. My hip's been hurting for the last couple, three weeks. Mm -hmm. That's weird. I walked in with every intention just to listen. Isn't that every time? Not every time. Not every time. Most of them. (laughs) (laughs) Final thoughts. Go around the table. Mike? I got a couple. All right. Um, All good. Throw me one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just go ahead and say mine. I agree with Mike. I said uh, scripture speaks to everyone in different ways. But always look for the truth, not what makes you feel good. You agree with Mike? Times two. Okay. Bob? Uh, I say if uh, if you realize that you're walking that rough road, praise the stumbling blocks because he's refining you somehow. That's a good one. Carl? There was a, there was a science experiment that they did. It's called Biosphere 2. 
I think the University of Arizona owns it now, but it, it was essentially a little mini Earth that they made to test like the natural processes on the planet. They had, had plants they grew there, right? And they grew trees in it. And the trees, when they would get to a certain height and weight, they kept falling over. They couldn't figure out why until they studied it and they figured out that trees and, and nature, when they're subjected to wind and stress, they bend and they develop stress fractures in the wood. And when that stress, when the stress fracture in the wood appears, it triggers in the tree the growth of what they call reaction wood. Mm-hmm. And it's what strengthens the tree. So without that reaction wood, eventually the tree gets tall enough that it just collapses under its own weight. It has to be subjected to stress or struggle to get strong enough to grow tall. And I think that's what God does with us. I think the lesson is we need to not despise the storms that he brings into our life. So I think the storms that he brings into our life are designed by him to strengthen us so that we can grow tall for him without collapsing under our own weight. Just be patient with him and surrender to that process because it matters. He does it for a reason and it's not to hurt us. It's to help us grow. Absolutely. Well, Ron. <laughs> I, that one first. I agree with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no. For me, I think if it's the long road, the hard road, don't quit. Whatever term you want to use, think about the outcome, not the what's in front of you, but where you're going and how weigh that, how it is important to you and build off of that. Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. We're going to have a couple announcements soon. Um, so look for that. Comment with us. Interact with us. Give us some topic suggestions. If you want to go in long form, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. Mike, do you have a challenge this week? Mm. It'll only take us three weeks to do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, hmm. Or anybody have a challenge? It doesn't have to be yeah, Mike. Let's have somebody else. I put one out there. He's just he's just sharing because he doesn't have one. Exactly. He's quitting on us. <laughs> <laughs> anybody got one? No, that's fine too. There you go. No matter how big or how small, every day, find a God sighting. You can always find God in something that you're doing or something you see. Okay. So find it. There it is. And until next time. Broken Records Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.